world has changed so much. I remember my life, the world that was. It was peaceful, safe. And then things started to go wrong. Powerful people became greedy. Close-minded fools began their assaults. And when the famine began, well, that's when the war for resources began. I was too young to understand them. I didn't see what was really happening. But I recall the incident. We all saw the incident. It feels like a lifetime ago. And ever since, the world has never been the same. It's a dangerous world, and I fear the worst of humanity is yet to come. But that's enough out of me. I know y'all don't want to hear me yapping no more. I'll turn on the radio. It's about time for the news anyway. Now, if you're uncomfortable with militia violence, police violence, death, eugenics, pandemic and disease, as well as heavy post-apocalyptic themes including poverty, starvation, violence, and mild ableism, this might not be the news station you want to hear. Stuff like that's been coming up a lot lately. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to the Afternoon Radio News, your only source for the latest goings-on in the little corner of the post-apocalyptic wasteland we call home. Today is Friday, the 16th of April, and we're live at the bottom of the hour. Today's top story, today's only story, the MCR's invasion into our wasteland. As you well know, yesterday we received a letter from the MCR commander, Restitutor Orbis Achillianus, declaring their intention moving forward into the wasteland. We have since verified this in a most unfortunate way. For the sake of young or sensitive ears, now would be the time to cut your radio. The facts I am about to bring you are not for the faint of heart. Our sources have, on every occasion, been refused an interview by the MCR, and, more often than not, have been met with violence. As of now, we have lost five souls to this MCR incursion, using means of termination forsaken by decent men and women of the modern day. With one of our sources left to rot upon a wooden stake, half impaled and very much alive when found. Another, flayed alive, and their visage used as a banner warning those who would follow or oppose them, placed in the ground near their body. While the fate that befell those two are simply dreadful in their own right, the remaining three are much worse, and I cannot bring myself to say what tragic fates befell the remaining three. Surviving members of the press continue to follow the situation at a distance, observing the ruins and devastation left in the wake of the MCR. The MCR moves quickly and has left no town unharmed as they move, already striking Bear Trap, Duvok, Strongrel, and Old Lily Road. The stories our surviving sources have reported are the things of nightmares. The settlement of Bear Trap was the first victim of the MCR, and they would welcome the MCR with open arms. They saw no battle, no war, no senseless violence, and on their surrender all people were gathered and the town was decimated. That is to say, that without honor, pageantry, or reason, the MCR murdered 90% of Bear Trap's population, beginning with the settlement's established leaders and authority figures, 
and ending in random selection. No one was exempt. Men, women, children, and small babies were treated in kind to a senseless death until a population of ninety was brought to a population of nine. Those nine were allowed to remain unharmed and declared citizens of the nuclear Roman Republic. Each one was branded by a hot iron on the left forearm with the image of an irradiated silverfish or shark as they are colloquially known. The bear trap survivors declined an interview stating that they needed to tend to their dead. News of this atrocity reached the town of Duvak ahead of the MCR. The settlement of 43 armed themselves and prepared to defend their homes and lives. When the MCR was sighted, the citizens of Duvok gave no warning, firing their arms with deadly precision. The tight formation of the MCR's march shifted into bands of ten in a frighteningly elegant display of coordination and discipline. The MCR, with their numbers, held the impromptu militia with not but three of their squadrons, while the remaining members did circle the town. From all sides, fire was set to the town, and as it burned a sickly orange flame, the shots turned to screams, and fleeing citizens were killed without mercy or hesitation. There were no survivors. And this information is granted to us only by our sources who have bravely followed from a respectable distance. Meanwhile, in Strangle, these residents, in their fear and having heard the news, did run, hide, and sought protection in this. It's unknown how they fared. The settlement was razed to the ground. Sixteen corpses were located none belonging to the MCR. The remaining population is considered missing. Finally, at Old Lily Road, the residents, having heard tale of a number of other settlements, decided to evacuate ahead of the MCR. The town, left abandoned, was met by the MCR and, just as Strangrel, was razed to the ground. The residents of Old Lily Road are en route to a neighboring town. Their intent, I'm afraid, I cannot reveal on the air. For it would be poor form to reveal information of this kind while the MCR may listen in, just as it would be to report the MCR's movement while you, my faithful listeners, may listen in. With that, let's discuss the MCR's projected movements. It's been reported to us that, early on into this incursion, the invading forces of the MCR split into a few groups. These war bands number in the hundreds each. It has been observed that one marches north towards the AMM training facility, the intent is not presently confirmed, but my personal speculation is that this force is meant to occupy the AMM's attention to prevent an immediate reaction by those meant to protect us. This speculation is supported by another band from the MCR marching through the soft bog, taking a direct path to the NSD office on the opposing side. If that is their destination, they may well be able to overtake the NSD office and remove the command structure in place. This, as much of the NSD, are presently stationed beyond their offices and training facilities. I will repeat that this is mere speculation as to their destination and intentions. These ideas have not been confirmed. What we know for certain is that the AMM training facility and NSD offices are both in the direct path of two separate MCR warbands. Meanwhile, in Oakland, WM is attempting to mobilize to defend the wasteland but have been slowed dramatically by the onset of the winter and flood pollen. Lacking inadequate protective equipment that is suitable for the dramatic drop in temperature and the plague which is now upon us, WM can do little more than prepare defense for their own settlement. In a statement to PANR elected leader of Wasteland Mercy, Patrick Oliver had this to say, and I quote, We go to war with the AMM. Black ice is now above us. 
a virus, and now this wannabe Rome comes at us. Wasteland Mercy doesn't want to let that happen, but we can't protect folks right now. We don't have the resources to do that with the cold and the virus. So instead, we're opening Mole Hill up again. If your settlement can't defend itself, if you're afraid of the MCR and their brutal acts, or the AMM and their carelessness, you're welcome here. Doesn't matter if you're a mech man, a mutated person, or anything at all. Just so long as you can contribute, you can find sanctuary here. For simplicity, the democratically elected leader of WM has just invited any who would seek their protection to Oakland. While getting there may be difficult, Oakland may very well be one of the safest places in our wasteland. Moving on, Green Court has sealed its massive gates. Communication from the settlement has been cut, and those outside the walls are left stranded, unable to enter the pseudo-capital of our wasteland. It is likely, though not confirmed, that this is done in preparation for the MCR. I fear, however, that this act will ultimately end in a siege. I admit I am not a military mind. I never claimed to be one. However, there surely must be a more sensible course of action than this for the settlement. I admit I'm not clever enough to know it, but I should implore those of Green Court's leadership to consider all possible options. Gearing up for a siege will ultimately end in the starvation of those poor souls living within your walls. Now I'm afraid that this is where our time together ends for today. Our broadcast is being cut short as the MCR is approaching the studio. We here at the studio must discuss the best course of action with haste. These are difficult times. We may be off the air for some time. Though we will return with more of the latest goings on in the little corner of the post-apocalyptic wasteland we call home just as soon as we are able. Until next time. Thank you, my faithful listeners, for tuning in. And if you're truly out there, good luck. Alright, we're clear. Jenny, alert the staff. We must move with haste to discuss our option. Jenny? Jenny? Director W, sir, my apologies, I, I didn't hear you come in. This is Seamus's sibling, Izzy. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this broadcast, consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Wait, podcasts still exist? Hmm. Telling your friends about us and subscribing to the post apocalyptic news radio on YouTube. You can also join the Discord, which is linked in the description below, as well as. This says... Tweet? We still have Twitter? God damn, the worst evils couldn't even be destroyed after all that nonsense. Well, use the hashtag P-A-N-R broadcast to tweet about the show. We appreciate the support and hope you keep tuning in.